This morning we'll be using the Eastertide booklet. The link to it can be found in the chat bar. He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sins once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalms this morning are Psalm 99 and Psalm 100, beginning on page 462. The Lord is King, be the people never so impatient. He sitteth between the cherubim, be the earth never so unquiet. The Lord is great in Sion, and high above all people. They shall give thanks unto thy name which is great, wonderful, and holy. The king's power loveth judgment. Thou hast prepared equity. Thou hast executed judgment and righteousness in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among such as call upon his name. These called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spake unto them out of the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies, and the law that he gave them. Thou heardest them, O Lord our God. Thou forgavest them, O God, though thou didst punish their wicked doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon the holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end.
Here begins the 34th chapter of the book of Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. And no man shall come up with you, and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. So he cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. Then he said, If now I have found grace in your sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray, go among us, even though we are a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us as your inheritance. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant. Before all your people I will do marvels, such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among whom you are, you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Now it was so, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. Afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them as commandments all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out, and he would come out and speak to the children of Israel whatever he had been commanded. And whatever the children of Israel, and whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. Then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Here ends the first lesson. The Tadam. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. 
We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints, in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here begins the 17th, ver uh, 17th verse of the 11th chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had, been, who, who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped leaning on the top, on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe, when she had received the spies with peace. Here ends the first lesson. Together the Dignus says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things which are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults for enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, Grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. This week in the New Testament, we continue to read from the Epistle to the Hebrews, which we'll finish next Saturday. The author is writing to Jewish Christians to support their faith by emphasizing both that Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament but also that the new covenant is greater than the old covenant that Yahweh made with the people of Israel, that in Jesus they have ever so much more than was previously known even to even the most faithful of God's people. In our New Testament readings yesterday, today, and Monday, we're reading chapter 11 of Hebrews, where the major theme is faith. At the beginning of the chapter, the beginning of the chapter defines faith as follows. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Both yesterday and today, we have a reminder of all the faithful of the Old Testament, including Abel, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Samuel, and David. When the author is writing this letter, probably before the destruction of the Second Temple in 70 AD, faith is not a new thing, but something that has been long established in Scripture. The various Old Testament leaders are role models of a faith to be emulated, as they would have been in a first century synagogue. However, as we know from reading the Old Testament every year in the daily office, there were major challenges along the way. This week's readings really drive that home. Wednesday is a high point, or rather a low point, of how the Israelites deal with those challenges. Remember that after being saved from the Egyptians, Moses has gone up to Mount Sinai to talk to God and to receive the law that will guide his people. While Moses is gone, the Israelites despair. Despite being of the house of Levi, and as our first psalm reminds us, a great high priest, Aaron apparently skipped his class on being a non-anxious presence. 
Instead, he collects gold and fashions a real idol, a golden calf, for God's people to worship instead of God. By doing so, he's breaking what he's about to learn is the second of God's Ten Commandments. This is so bad that his brother Moses breaks the first set of stone tablets and makes the Israelites eat the pulverized gold of the golden calf. At the same time, Moses haggles with God, pleading with him to continue to show favor to the Israelites so that the surrounding pagans will know that the God of Israel is the most powerful of all gods of the ancient Near East. Today we have Moses bringing back the second set of tablets and sharing God's commandments with his people. The face of Moses is literally shining to remind the Israelites that this is the man who talks to God on their behalf, both to receive his word and to make intercession for them. While Moses had his doubts throughout his time leaving the Israelites, here he is offering to them a model of faith in a living and loving God he has met face to face. Some 1,500 years later, the disciples and the writers of the New Testament had a different experience and basis for their faith. Before the resurrection, they had trouble figuring out who Jesus was, perhaps a priest, prophet, or king, rather than the Messiah and the only begotten Son of God. However, most spent three years traveling with Jesus, hearing his teachings firsthand and seeing all the miracles. They also had a personal relationship with Jesus of Nazareth. Even so, they had doubts, whether it was Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane or Thomas immediately after the resurrection. In the story of Doubting Thomas, the Gospel of John recounts how Jesus invites Thomas to put his finger in the holes from his crucifixion. Jesus calls him to faith, saying, Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Then Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus, in his all-knowing response to Thomas, is addressing future generations of believers. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the situation of Christians reading this epistle, whether when it was brand new or nearly 2,000 years later. We don't have a chance to touch the risen Lord, but we can read the scriptures and listen to sermons and other lessons drawn from the scriptures. Chapter 11 of Hebrews was thus written to address both this call to faith and the challenges of achieving that faith. As N.T. Wright explains, faith for the Hebrews is always closely linked to hope. Faith is looking at God and trusting him for everything, while hope is looking at the future and trusting God for it. I may hope for a better world, for a new bodily life beyond the grade, but unless I believe in the God who raised Jesus, my hope may degenerate into mere optimism. I may have a general sense that there are unseen real realities around me, perhaps even some kind of personal force for good with whom I should have some sort of relationship. But unless I believe in the God we know in Jesus, the sense of unseen things will lack conviction. But even if we don't literally make a golden calf, we are all imperfect creatures plagued by doubts. At the same time, all of us here this morning know the answer. The discipline of regular prayer, both the daily office and our personal conversations with God. We also surround ourselves in fellowship with others in the same journey, confronting the same bumps in the road. This has been true of Christians from the very beginning. As it says in the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. We now return to page 11 of the Easter Tide booklet.
Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down their, thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or state. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, and the fellowship of thy saints, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercy, weave thy unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O Heavenly Father, who in thy Son, Jesus Christ, has given us a true faith and a sure hope, help us, we pray thee, to live as those who believe in the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection to life everlasting, and strengthen this faith and hope in us all the days of our life. Through the love of thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Thank you, Samuel, for the extra commentary. Thank you, Joel. Have a good day, everybody. everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. West.